0: Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engaged podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Each week, we are uploading the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 7. To subscribe to the Bible study, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org forward slash events.
1: So we're gonna get going. Um, this is Dorothy Brooks. Hello, She's hi, her. hey. Dorothy is on our board of directors. I met Dorothy years ago at a uh, political party club, and was just so impressed by the way she articulated conservative values. And then <laughs> we just became friends uh, through the years, and it was just a great friendship. And then she. Uh, took over our National Day of Prayer here in Garland uh, when the lady uh, Sandra Dinkins stepped down that had run it for years and years. And Dorothy has just been one of those people that just knows how to build relationships. Uh, She'll tell you she's an introvert, not an extrovert, uh, but she has been faithful to pray and she has built relationships with our elected officials around our city and I just love her so much. And she just has a way of cutting through all the noise and bringing down to the basics, what we need to hear and what we need to understand. So with that, I'm going to turn my video off for just a few minutes and let Dorothy um, start us out here. Um, Dorothy, just open us in prayer and then you can read the Psalm and share whatever's on your heart. And then I will
2: actually end with my thoughts, okay? Okay, awesome, awesome well good morning everyone it is a it's a great day in the neighborhood i mean you know so we're we're in but we're not stuck um so i'm i'm really glad to to do this with with bunny i respect her immensely and every relationship has to start with a certain amount of respect and and if we love the Lord. love will flow in our relationships. And, and that's what we have. And so I'm very thankful for that. I have learned a lot from her. And uh, I, I love learning. So that's a, a very good thing. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you, Father, that we're here. And we know that you are too. And so Father, I pray that Holy Spirit would speak to us that you would address the needs, the present, our moment needs that we have, Uh, but we would use your word, Lord, and would learn, and it would not just be something to tickle the ears, but it would be something, Lord, that would change us, uh, uh, that would challenge us, Lord, and that would help us to grow and mature in you. And this we pray in our precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, Bunny asked me to read the Psalm and uh, reading from the New King James Version. Oh Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me and deliver me lest they tear me like a lion, rendering me in pieces Hold on, just one second. I don't know. And uh, rendering me in pieces while there is none to deliver. Oh, what a situation. Oh Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there is iniquity in my hands, if I have repaid evil to him who was at peace with me, or have plundered my enemy without cause. Let the enemy pursue me and overtake me. Yes, let him trample my life to the earth and lay my honor, lay my honor in the dust. Hmm. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up because of the rage of my enemies. Rise up for me to the judgment you have commanded. So the congregation of the peoples shall surround you. For their sakes, therefore, return on high. The Lord shall judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to my integrity within me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God who saves the upright in heart. God is a just judge. Oh, I love that. And God is angry with the wicked every day. If he does not turn back, he will sharpen his sword. He bends his bow and makes it ready. He also prepares for himself instruments of death. He makes his arrows into fiery, fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked brings forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. He made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch which he made his trouble shall return upon his own head and his violent dealing shall come down on his own crown i will praise the lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the lord most high wow what a psalm for this time (laughs) that is amazing how We could be going through things currently and this Psalm written so long ago fits. And um, it it is just amazing. Um, When I read it, I thought of, first of all, the only one who can judge justly, can look through all of the different issues and get to the facts. Uh, I don't know about you, but one of the frustrating things about what's happening right now is that we don't know w- what the facts are. Um, I'm a pretty practical person. It's like, give me the facts. And then with God's help, with the Holy Spirit, I can come to a, a conclusion that would be, um, would be wise for me and would base, be based on knowledge. But that's not the case now. We have so many issues where we really don't have the facts. We can't judge justly. Uh, If there ever was a time when we could judge, it's not this time. So we need the righteous judge to to judge. It says uh, that the Lord, first of all, it starts out with the Lord, I put my trust in you. Uh, I can't do this without knowing, having this position of trust. I know people are after me. I know that they are coming to persecute me, but I'm going to have this statement of faith. Lord, I need you to save me. I need you to recognize that I'm being persecuted. I need deliverance. And this is not like a little tap on the head. this They want to tear me like a it, uh, into pieces. They really want to destroy me. They want to rend me in pieces. And I don't have anybody to help me. There is none to help me. Um, the psalm starts out with some self-justification because if you're going to appeal to somebody who can help you, the first thing is you want to justify yourself and say look it's really not my fault uh, i'm in this position but it's not my fault uh lord uh, uh please arise and get angry at them because of what they've done to me it says arise oh lord in your anger you know i'm angry but i want you to take this on in your anger lift yourself up. I know you might be in a sitting position and you're resting and reclining, but I want you to lift yourself up because of the rage of my enemies. They are really after me. And I want you to lift yourself up. I want you to get angry and rise up for me to the judgment you have commanded. Now, this is where we have to think and says, okay, you've, you said in your word, where does it say in your word that you, that, that God would come and would get angry, not because of, of something that somebody else has done directly to him, but because somebody has done something to me, his child. Well, the Lord says in many, in many areas uh, in, of the Bible, says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. So even those who are doing all this stuff. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. So we're to focus on doing right, even though all of this stuff is going on. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For we know He who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. God is a just God and God is angry with the wicked every day. He's angry with the wicked every day. So those who are coming after us, if they're doing it wickedly, if they're doing it just because of who we are, and we're doing, going about our business, having our minds and hearts focus on the Lord. Uh, the Lord is angry with the wicked every day, and um, we we have to be careful to keep our eyes focused on the Lord because uh, because we almost need to feel sorry for those who are wicked and going about uh, the destruction of the children of God. Because it's one thing for us to try to, to, to garner up some, uh, or think of some things we can get back. But if we try to do that in retaliation, there are so many things that we miss out on. We, we miss out on our purpose and the reason why we are, in the earth, and, and we just keep our eyes focused on that and try to steal all of the noise that is happening in the background, because the righteousness of God will be revealed. It says in Romans, um, the uh, third chapter 21st uh, through the 26, it says, now the righteousness of God, apart from the law is revealed. And so the Lord, it, it, his righteousness is going to be revealed. It might look like we're losing. It might look like we're going to be destroyed. And frankly, uh, some of us could be destroyed. All of the ones, you know, in, he, in Hebrews, uh, uh, the, those that were, who lived and died in faith, All of them didn't get their reward on earth. But uh, the thing is, is that we're going to be winners. There is going to, there is, we have won and we, the manifestation will be, will occur. So we have to keep our eyes focused on the Lord and we will see his goodness in the land of the living. We will, we will. Um, But when I think of, of, of this, and uh, Psalm seven, I have four kids and three grandkids. And I raised my kids as a single parent. And one of the things that I taught my kids is because I knew that it would be necessary for me to teach them to honor me. And the reason is because if they disrespected or dishonored me, it would bring reproach to them so uh, I try to, to, to teach them, say, it, it's not my for, for me to feel good if you give me flowers or candy or honor or respect, but it's for your sake. <laughs> it's, it's like, I know this might sound self-serving, but I really want to teach you that when you honor me, when you respect and honor the Lord, then you will be honored. But if you try to, to, to talk to me any kind of way, disrespect me, don't honor me, then I'm sorry, but I've got a heavenly father who is watching over me. And so, so you have to be careful. And so I, I feel sorry for those who want to pull down and who want to justify their mistreatment of us as children of God. By, by, uh, by lying, by cheating, uh, by doing these things. So we have to, as it says, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praises to the name of the Lord most high. He is good, he's good every day. And so uh, I am so thankful to have been given this opportunity because it gave me the opportunity to dive into a a very appropriate psalm for today. So we don't have to be devising uh, some retaliation on this snowy day. We can rejoice (laughs) in the Lord and sing, okay?
1: Well, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I totally failed with my kids because I didn't get anything for Valentine's Day. (laughs) <laughs> I hope, though my husband did get me flowers and m and so I was very thankful for that. Awesome. Uh, that was awesome, uh, Dorothy. And it's cool because uh, we're actually going to end in, in uh, Romans 3, and you probably didn't know that. Um, I, that's why I love doing this with one of my board members, is we get to seek the Lord independently of each other, and somehow it all aligns. It's like crazy how God does that every single week. So let's just dig in for a few more minutes. So Psalm 7 here at the very beginning, I, I spent some time meditating on this idea of him being tear, tore apart like a lion, um, rendered in pieces. And I'm thinking, man, this is some hopeless stuff, right? David's in a hopeless space. Um, I don't know about y'all, but thinking about my body being <laughs> torn apart by a lion it's not a very pleasant thought um so uh he's like really in a dark place here and you know when you think about pieces I think about all the puzzle pieces I've done a lot of puzzles with my daughter-in-laws during you know 2020 during quarantine season and and my cats just jump on the table and they throw the puzzle pieces all over and it's just it's just a mess right and so we will be halfway through a puzzle and then the cats totally screw it up. Um, so these little fragments that don't go together that are being assembled and put in place. I mean, this is what David felt like. He felt like his, his life was in pieces, um, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, his life is in pieces. And this is, he's painting a picture here. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in deep, you know, hopelessness really. Um, but he sets the stage that he, you know, where we come to understand that our hope and our trust, like Dorothy talked about is only found in one place. And that's what we're going to drill down with today. Our hope is only found in one place. And that's the righteousness of God. And Romans three talks about the righteousness of God in Christ, right? So in verse three, it says, Oh Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there is iniquity in my hand um iniquity in the hebrew here means perverseness unjust unrighteousness what's not morally right here david's questioning his own life his own morality um he's even asking himself these tough questions like have i handled my enemies correctly you know have i made things worse have i made things where you know where i might have been at peace with them but now i'm not because of my own iniquity um you know And sometimes when we experience trials by the hands of other people or pains or people reject us, you know, those are good questions to ask. You know, has some of this been my own fault? Um, Is some of this rejection I'm feeling, you know, because of something I've done? Um, Do I have any attitudes that have created this? And he's asking that. But then he goes on in verse 10. He says, uh, for the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God who saves the upright in heart. Okay, so he goes from this hopeless place of I'm in pieces, my life's, you know, God's judging me, all of this stuff, to God saves the upright at heart. And here's where I want us to focus. Who's the upright at heart? Let's just say God is completely moral, right, and lawful. He tests the hearts and minds of men. There are no variation or shadow of turning in God, right? James 1.17 says. Here's a God is completely holy, completely right, completely clean. And that's the root word of righteous is clean, 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 clean. clean. That's God, right? This This is the gospel is that he makes us clean as we see our beautiful yards right now covered with snow right he covers our sin he makes us white like snow um what a beautiful picture of what it means to be upright so upright in the hebrew means to be straight or even to make right to be pleasant and prosperous so i want you to imagine um, that you are upright i want you to think about the reality that you are upright um that you have the righteousness of god because when you accept jesus as your savior that is what's happening we trade in all of our weaknesses all of our faults all of our sin and we come to the only god who's truly holy and truly pure and truly clean and he makes us upright so you know, David's not putting his faith in himself here. He's putting himself his faith in the finished work of the cross, and and when we read these scriptures, like um, like uh, Dorothy was reading, okay, so we got in in Psalm seven eleven. It says, "God is a just God, and God is angry with the wicked every day." Okay, well, what keeps us from being in that place, that place of just justice? Of being that wicked that he's talking about. Again, David is, he, he didn't know what it was going to look like to have his Messiah come. He didn't really see the full picture of the Redeemer, but the Redeemer that he's putting his faith in is the one that makes him upright, right? So we always like read this scripture about all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God out of Romans 3 um what makes us just let's just read romans 3:21 through 26 and this is on your notes which by the way thanks to rodney in corpus christi we now have those on your weekly email that goes out attached so thanks rodney but romans 3:21 says but now the righteousness of god apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of god through faith in jesus christ to all and on all who believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sent forth as a, a proposition by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in God. This is what makes all of this Psalm make sense, okay? God hates the wicked, but he gave a place of escape for all us all to not be the wicked. That is the gospel. That's what should give us so much hope, you know, and he who has been forgiven much loves much. Um, The reality is, though, we have to see our sin. We have to see our wickedness. We have to see our iniquity. Um, We have to see where we failed to really see how great his redemption is. When I was a 13-year-old pastor's kid, um, I was one of those kids that always was sensitive to the Lord, always had a hunger um, and knew God was real. I would run. My dad would have these revelation seminars. We grew up Seventh-day Adventist and I would run to the front of the, the pew and I would sit there with my Bible and my notebook when I was eight, and nine years old, um, searching, wanting uh, to understand truth. But when I was 13 years old, I'm at this Christian music concert surrounded by thousands of people. And I remember distinctly hearing the gospel. And realizing that I was a wicked, awful sinner, um, that I needed a savior, and I and tears running down my face. That's where I really believe I was completely born again at that moment, because I saw, you know, what to the world might look like. I was a perfect little pastor's kid that never did anything wrong, but I knew the lies I had told. I knew the lust that I had in my heart. I knew that there was things right that was separating me from God, and I needed the blood of Jesus that finished work on the cross to bring me into relationship with him. We all have to come to that place. And the difference is here is that David realized that. He realized his wickedness. He realized his iniquity, and he realized he needed a savior. And I just want to end with a story out of Luke 7. Here is the woman that broke the alabaster jar and at Jesus's feet, here in the midst of Pharisees that, you know, did not really understand their own <laughs> unrighteousness. They thought they had it all together. They thought they were keeping the law. They were perfect. And she realized, and that you know, most scholars believe that she was a prostitute. She was an immoral woman. She came and she broke this alabaster jar of perfume, which. Um, was probably a year's worth of her salary over his feet and washed his feet with her hair and with her tears. Um, exuberant worship, right? Extravagant worship. But she that extravagant worship came out of a thankful heart of realizing what she'd been redeemed from, right? And that is where we all have to come. And I know all of you probably on this Bible study have come to that place, but that's where we're leading people. We're leading people to see his love and his compassion through our eyes and to see that God loves them, not to leave them where they are in that place of wickedness where the wrath and the anger of God will come upon them, but telling them, hey, God, guys, you know, God does not like what's going on And, and definitely the unrighteousness in our earth, but he has made a way of escape through his sacrifice through Jesus. So that is, I think Luke seven brings clarity to Psalm seven. And I want us to always, as we're even studying the old Testament to see it through the eyes of the gospel, because even when, when David felt hopeless, he knew that there was a savior coming. So again, ending here with this last verse, this is our promise. My defense is of God who saves the upright in heart. Woo! And we are upright. So I'm going to just close this in prayer and then Dorothy will close us. And we've got uh, three or four more minutes. So I'm just going to start us out. But God, I just thank you for making us upright. (laughs) Thank you for your gospel. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for delivering us, God. We just esteem right now the the blood of Jesus, the finished work of the cross. Thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection, that you redeemed us, that you brought your righteousness to bear upon our hearts and our lives. God, we just thank you this morning. Just, I just pray for a heart of thanksgiving for all of us, Lord. And if there's any of us on this or that view this later that haven't realized their wickedness or their unrighteousness and their need for a savior, God, reveal that to us, God. Let our hearts be broken to see that we need you. We can't just be good. We can't just be lawful. We can't uh, make things right in our own strength. God, we need you. We need a savior. And Lord, we just thank you um, that you make us, you're our defense. You're our defense because we are upright because of you. Lord, all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God, but we have your righteousness because of your blood. And Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you for your salvation. Lord, and we just are so thankful that as we look out at the snow and see the whiteness that we have been covered by that, that cleanness of the blood of Jesus.
2: Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, This has been so good, but, and, and Lord, we just thank you that through this study, it has become even clearer to me that that there is a, we would love to believe that the whole world is going to heaven. But Lord, this makes it so abundantly clear that you are just and you are a justifier of those who love Jesus Christ and who are being discipled and have accepted Jesus as their personal savior. But Lord, help us to look out on the field and to see, oh God, that there are so many who don't know you. There are so many, Lord, who have rejected you. So Father, they are put in the the position, Lord, of being under your condemnation, under your hating, Lord, the evil every day. So Father, I pray that you will put in us a drive to show uh, the love of God, to show your love, to show your mercy, Father, to the unjust every day. That it is a, a reason to be encouraged, Father, to open up our lives and to open up our hearts and mouths, to, 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 uh, to plead for those, Lord, to be reconciled to you and for us to be a reconciler for each other. And so we just thank you for this wonderful, wonderful day that you've made. Help us to go forth, Father, and to celebrate the righteousness, Lord, that we can have in you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo, that was
1: good. So let's Yeah, all of us might be at that place, but guys, there are people sitting in our churches that think that they are okay, (laughs) that they're going to make it to heaven based on their works and their goodness um, and their quote unquote righteousness. And this is the power of the gospel. I was one of those kids. I was one of those people and, and we can be sitting in churches doing all the right things, but yet not have truly been born again by the Holy spirit. come to salvation so it's up to us as his carriers of his story to bring that good news to people (laughs) you know you'll you'll hear people say um you know i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be okay i'm a good person that that as dorothy just prayed that's not that's not gonna make it you know you're not gonna make it to heaven based on you're a good person you're only gonna make it to heaven because he has made you upright so let's remember that this week and be looking for those places where we can plant seeds in people's lives. And again, share the simplicity of the gospel, because the gospel, when we open our mouth, produces great fruit and changes lives. So love you. Thank you so much, Dorothy, for joining us and praise the Lord. My phone kept going all this time and we have the recording. So we'll put this on Facebook um, in, the, in sometime today or tomorrow. Okay. You can share it with other people. Blessings, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.